aggravated about that <laughs> oh man it was bad no because i'm just like why would anyone he was genuinely skipping through the radio station and he got to lbc and he stopped now i don't know if you've ever listened to lbc at 5 a.m but that is not a good time to listen what to i LBC like radio. about lbc is that it's a lottery like it's it's a lottery as to what kind of unpleasant the show is gonna be <laughs> yeah we like, really will it be larry white liberal james o'brien or will it be Larry White racist Nigel Farage. <laughs> well, we we That's got we got something not close. the cornucopia you you presented it as. It's just kind of different spices. No, you're right. Of yeah, Larry it's different, White. Different spices ends of is probably spices. the wrong word. Yeah. Specific spectrum. Well, yeah. we we basically got uh, closer to the um, the Nigel Farage end of the kind of LBC Nando's. Oh, the, good. Yeah, the LBC Nando's of topical talk, <laughs> um, and uh, where basically everything you can have is still chicken. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was this guy. I don't even know what his name was but he was just like he began by having a go at the film ghost by trying to pick plot holes in it he's watched the film ghost and he's managed to not even understand the internal logic of the film ghost because he's saying like well the film ghost makes no sense because you know he can like walk through walls and stuff but he can also touch and move things it's never explained and i'm like it literally is explained yeah i went on this road in the uber i was like there's a 20 minute passage in the film ghost where (laughs) patrick swayze learns how to touch and move things because initially he can't because he just passes through them and he's taught how to do it by another ghost it's like the film is dumb it's about ghosts fine but it is at least there is an internal logic to it which this man didn't although the science the physics of that learning process are never really explored in the detail i had expected and longed for from the film ghost true yeah i mean in many ways you should meet up with this man and have a more a deep heart did you get his number and sadly no but if he works for lbc he's probably tracked downable <laughs> so, but it got better because then he smoothly transitioned from this into prisons are like holiday camps <laughs> It was so amazing. It was like, went from like, well, Ghost is a dumb film to like, these fucking prisons. They can walk through the walls. <laughs> they can touch and move things. Prisoners shouldn't be allowed to touch or move things. And then it also went from prisoners like holiday camps to, yeah, and to top it all off, you know, you see they're having riots. They sit on the roof throwing things at the police. And I'm like, yes, because they're like holiday camps. <laughs> like those holiday camps where people riot. To be fair, have you been to Butlins? <laughs> well, yeah, probably. Like, well, the, Butlins the is worse than a prison. The entire programming on. is just how, how to fashion shivs from those little, like, uh, vending machines. That's things. how they, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's how it that's works. A, it's a whole internal economy of shivs. Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely rather go to a Norwegian prison than to a Butlin. This is me, uh, Riley, taking my brief opportunity to welcome all you listeners to Trash Future, the podcast about how the future is trash, uh, with... Uh, me, Marlo Edwards, you may remember from every previous episode. And uh, me, Charlie Palmer, you may remember from the episodes I've bothered to turn up to. It's <laughs> an accurate description. And our, our guest this evening is Eleanor Penny. Uh, you may know her from uh, Internet, uh, senior editor at Novara, and also a thinker about uh, sex robots, teledildonics, and other silly nonsense. Yeah, sorry, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> Your Thanks Mum's not going to listen to this. Thanks. It's going to be dreadfully proud. Well, you really terrible. will have to say sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks yeah. for the student loan. <laughs> <laughs> Best loan you'll ever get, right, guys? 
Um, I mean, they're never getting the money back from me. <laughs> and uh, really, this... this that's, po- that's, you say that in the way that people say things whilst, like, on rooftops and stand-ups. <laughs> They'll never <laughs> take me alive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We recently described... I was living with a guy in Moscow. We described his mum as, like, a Japanese prisoner of war because you'll never take her alive in any discussion. <laughs> you cannot win. It doesn't matter how right you are. <laughs> there is no... <laughs> and, and, and this is our... Uh, our ghost and Russian moms cast uh, it used to mm. be about how, you know, sort of um, platform capitalism and technical development was, you know, uh, actually causing sort of life to become somewhat anemic uh, in the 21st century. But nope, we pivoted. No, I think it was only it's like that. It's mostly about for the oeuvre of Whoopi Goldberg now. Pretty much. I think it was only that Russian first moms. thing for about two minutes of the first episode. <laughs> yeah, we, we, then we pivoted hard to ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Ghosts who are also Russian moms is a terrifying <laughs> concept. Yeah. It's like you, you've, in the dead of the night, something slips into a room and goes, eat soup. <laughs> they, like, they, just, they just feed you haunted kasha all night. Oh, God. <laughs> The reason I may have mentioned sex robots earlier is that this episode, we are going to be talking all about sex robots, which I think is basically the pinnacle of the latest stage capitalist excess. We'll also, over the course of the episode, the be running stuff. our uh, our competition to be in with a chance of winning a prize. Just messaging with which of me, Riley and Milo you think is most likely to be a sex robot. <laughs> This whole thing is like one enormous Turing test. Yeah, pretty much. We're That's all absolutely tanking it right now. Upping the ante. Yeah. <laughs> a sort of Turing test, but for wanking people. <laughs> it feels just like a real person. <laughs> and yet it's self-cleaning. <laughs> well, that's, I had questions. Anyway, let's, let's get to those questions later. Let's uh, not dive in straight with those. Look, no, no dive. the questions that need to be warned. I had questions, yeah, I had questions about self-cleaning, but we'll oh, get fine. to them. <laughs> Eleanor, you've, um, you put out an, uh, an article a couple months ago uh, about uh, sex robots that basically started our conversation of, hey, we should probably do a podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, and... After sort of many Russia and travel and me being uh, incompetent related delays, we are actually doing it. But a more recent news hook has now occurred that I, I think I'd like to hop into uh, as our as hop our away. intro. Which could have made this podcast seem topical and deliberate had you not just undermined <laughs> that all with that speech. No, <laughs> this is really all about the, the, the DIY aesthetic. <laughs> um, nice. <laughs> Which is, uh, and what we're going to do is we're actually going to play our usual uh, intro game of uh, guess the crazy, stupid, weird, bizarre product uh, that has uh, graced such uh, such inventions as the Tiforia and the Smalt uh, that fans of the show will recognize immediately. And the Smart Duvet Breeze. <laughs> the Smart oh. Duvet Breeze. Um, such a good you want to get you one of those <laughs> oh yeah I'm well excited about the small it was explained to me earlier and I'm still recovering <laughs> well that can sync with your smart duvet breeze <laughs> to salt you while you sleep <laughs> and, to, and so your smart home will finally work together to kill you <laughs> but ah a sweet release <laughs> it's uh, worth the money ah uh, the, uh, the release of death always goes down smooth <laughs> but um, today's today's product is Simply called Samantha. Is it a sex robot? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, was, it was an easy one-two punch. This game's got easier. <laughs> hey, maybe you've just gotten better at it. Uh, yeah, it could be that. I've been know. training. Like, may, maybe that was extraordinary. We, <laughs> it was yeah. incredible. It was, it, was, it was like seeing that scene in The Matrix where Neo is finally able... Samantha uh, actually was... Um, we're we're going to skip some of the usual guessing nonsense. Uh, Samantha was... is... Um, a realistic uh, ish uh, <laughs> sex robot that was um, displayed at a an electronics uh, some sort expo in Austria. And he, before we go into exactly what happened there, we're going to go through a few of the um, few of the features. Uh, Samantha has a quote fully functional mouth and vagina, great, as well as responsive skin. And two modes. That's my Tinder bio. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was going to say, this could be just like a really weird, like Mark Zuckerberg-esque description of women. (laughs) (laughs) I've observed the human women and I've discovered they have fully functional orifices. (laughs) And two modes. And two modes. Uh, Anyone want to guess what the two modes are? Are they the subjunctive? (laughs) (laughs) And and Depeche. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. I would love that if you had, they had one conventional sex robot mode and then one that was just Depeche. <laughs> <laughs> when the robots are personal, reach out, Jesus. touch face. <laughs> Your own personal, fully functioning mouth and vagina. Yeah, I, I don't know if it scans, but damn, it turns me on. <laughs> Um, Mm. So, if anyone actually wants to offer any guesses as to what these two modes are, I'll give you a hint. After I read this uh, earlier today, uh, I wrote down um, on the show notes, because we have show notes, at this point, I am probably going to say something like, slam the ideology in the vein between my toes. Um, I really like the idea that it will kind of map on to, like, real modes of, like, human sexuality, so the... The modes are just like one is tired and the other is headachey. What's the, what's the computer equivalent <laughs> of a, a paracetamol? It doesn't put out. That would yeah. be, uh, yeah. Oh, we're going to get to that. It's a, it's a huge <laughs> bait and switch. That's what I've got <laughs> my fingers for. Yeah. No, that would actually be, if, if those were the only kinds of sex robots, that would yeah. be a beautiful inversion of everything that's going wrong here. It's a sex robot to annoy the alt-right. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to, no, just to keep them busy. No, that's my Tinder bio. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, guys, the, the two modes... I want one to be called Sucky and the other to be called Fucky. <laughs> that's that's my estimation of the people who made this. <laughs> this is this is about this is even worse actually, um, because one mode is uh, called sex, of course. Yeah, of course. Oh, so that seems it's, very generic. It's, it's, it's in the name. Hmm. The other mode is called family. <laughs> What? It has like a family safe mode so that your kids don't work out it's a sex robot (laughs) when they come around to your divorce dad pad. Yeah, they they literally have programmed the Madonna whore complex into a robot. Painted Jezebels. Yes. They're all around you. Sometimes just with pride. They are, but that's just what Riley's got on the wall. (laughs) Wait. It's not. I'm looking around in this primary visu- primarily visual medium. I don't see any painted Jezebels on the wall. No, no, they're painted actually. walls. The walls, however, are very slutty. And they have two, they have two modes. <laughs> they have two modes. <laughs> the walls are currently in family mode. <laughs> Later on, it could get oh, racist. Oh, yeah. After we finish recording. <laughs> I was not warned about this. Turn that switch. <laughs> the, family mo- the family walls. Uh, so, yeah. What, so, what does family yeah, mode... Okay. 
here's involved. here's the best thing I could pull out about Family Mode. No, um, Samantha has different personalities, and she has a Family Mode, like everyone's favorite kind of girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> And she has a family mode where she will be able to give facts about various things and talk about philosophy. Wow. Do not give a, a robot whose job it is to unquestioningly fuck the ability to think about philosophy. <laughs> this is that that is like You're the beginning of Blade Runner. Yeah. That is all that is. Yeah. What kind of unspeakable hell are you programming? Uh, well, <laughs> apparently she can tell jokes and she can't just accidentally go into sex mode. But what's confusing there is that like people think that like the ability to talk about philosophy is a desirable trait in a significant other. And like if you've ever known anyone who will like willingly talk about philosophy and I include myself in this, a complete dickhead. Don't spend time with them. <laughs> yeah, the ideal person is somebody who knows about philosophy but shuts the fuck up yeah, about it. Yeah, don't don't bring that shit up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Yeah, so that's um, that's that's Samantha's uh, main main feature set is uh, two modes, <laughs> sex and family. And yep. in family mode, she talks about philosophy, which basically makes her your unbearable aunt who's just read the secret. Do you reckon? And who you can turn a switch on and then shag? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Do you reckon knowing about philosophy makes you really randy though? Because I feel like that describes quite a lot of philosophers, and also makes sense because like the more you understand how pointless everything is, the more you may as well fuck. Like there's like an element of like the the most the most like conservative about fucking people I know tend to be at the like less understanding of philosophy spectrum, and I'm wildly extrapolating from that. <laughs> I think it's because people who study philosophy tend to not have jobs slash have a lot of free time on their hands, so have to while it, while it away somehow. So what, um, what happened to Samantha at this particular uh, expo? Well, like, wonderfully, um, she was... Oh God, there's, there's no other, there's no other like pronoun than she, which makes me so sad to talk about. It. But she was um, she, like she, a ship. Think of her like a ship. <laughs> <laughs> God bless her and all who sail in her. <laughs> all the seamen around. who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, smashing like full bottles of champagne on random women to see if they're see if they're robots. See if they're seaworthy. <laughs> it's the only way to sail. Harrison Ford carrying around huge amounts of champagne. Yeah. I think yep. this is part of the Turing test. Oh my, no, this is just the Voigt-Kampf test, but way more party. God, I just, I'm looking at Riley's laptop now, and there's just a picture of a man groping a sex robot. <laughs> yeah, so that's essentially what happened at, at the expo. Oh. oh, wow, that's quite a... Oh, that's... Just, just that's, trust. That's really like... She's, that's, she's very well fitted, I must say. That's unusual. Uh, that's also really like that photo's been taken by the person who wrote the article with a GoPro strapped to his forehead <laughs> I was thinking that. while the groping angle, the sex the robot. The angle is odd. If like, yeah. for, for listeners, there's a kind of like point of view kind of thing going on, which is quite, which is quite unsettling. The sex robot is wearing a bra for reasons I don't fully understand. <laughs> she needs support. Yeah, exactly. She needs to feel com confident, sexy, and yet supported. Yeah, <laughs> Especially in this difficult time. Exactly. <laughs> She's supported, a but not emotionally. She's a professional <laughs> woman. Um, so, um, at the end of this of this uh, expo thing, uh -huh. um, she ended up um, <laughs> broken and covered in bodily fluids because too many men who attended the expo were doing absolutely unspeakable things to her. Which oh is God. so it genuinely wigged me out because usually the thing, like usually the the. Heuristic you use to talk about this stuff is like 
objectification. Like you treat a woman like a thing. And so this is kind of when you make a woman into a literal thing, that's mm-hmm. ultimate objectification. But like you, you don't treat things like that. You don't go around someone's house and wank on their sofa. You don't treat the world like an, one abandoned, enormous, crusty sock. You don't do that shit. Like they're treating her like a Imagine lady. Imagine if we did. <laughs> The, the thing that really stands out, actually, it's, it seems so obvious that actually the people you want furthest away from your new sex robot are the sort of people who go to technology expos in Austria. Like, that's really who you're Something not about want. Austria, a country with, with, with a... Your sex robot. <laughs> oh, no, this was the, the sort of, you know, the general your. Oh, one no. sex oh, robot. The general sex robot. Yeah. <laughs> also, it just occurred to me that you should never put an Austrian sex robot on the family setting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is... That's quite a good joke. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I also like that in Sartica it doesn't it doesn't describe uh, as it doesn't describe the robot as covered in jizz, which is somehow better than what it actually is in the article, which is in inverted commas heavily soiled. <laughs> yeah, a lot of, uh, it was also the agricultural expo. Mum it comes like a garden center. But look, the 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 saddest thing about it was the fact a stone that stone goose. <laughs> she had to be like um, she was physically damaged. Um, but um, her software survived like completely untouched. And so a concerned programmer went up to her after sort of presumably just like hosing, hosing off all of like the and, Austrian and, techies. And said, hey, so, and said hey, hey, are these guys bothering you? <laughs> <laughs> can, can I sit here? Um, and asked her if she asked her how she was. And she was like, yeah, I'm fine. Which is amazing because robots have discovered passive aggression. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> this is this is terrifying. Oh Christ! I think Passag should be a setting on the sex robot. <laughs> yeah. That would well, be great. Again, in I'd in love to own a Passag sex robot. That just oh, makes... you're done already. <laughs> yeah. there, there are there are two settings: passive aggressive and just aggressive aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> normal aggressive yeah. so I've, I've un- actually you would need that for the Russian market I think a Russian man would refuse to fuck something that wasn't outwardly aggressive that would be like... it's, it's not shouting at me that this is doing nothing yeah, it's, well it's kind of woman that's not screaming at me <laughs> don't understand this no <laughs> like borscht and aggressive would be the two settings <laughs> so that's sex and family though yeah. isn't yeah. it yeah. those Basically, seem to pretty yeah. accurately map on We're just yeah. renamed <laughs> it's, it's a clever rebrand <laughs> share a coke so so, guys, um, I have actually, and again, this is no word of a lie. None of this is made up. I put this together through several articles um, where they have actually captured some of the voice interaction that you get with Samantha, who is, again, a voice-activated voice AI-based sex robot. Um, and I am now going to uh, do a brief uh, reading of I some of the interactions. Wasn't voice activated. I should have had, like, a pull cord. <laughs> <laughs> You could pull various ones. In the, like, no, Milo, 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 come on. Punch cards, punch cards. <laughs> yeah, like QR a f- code. Like a flow <laughs> chart. Like, do you have a small dick? No. Be honest. <laughs> yes. This chord. So, um, it's like one of those, um, what's it called? Boppets. Hi. It's quite little. She issues you instructions. <laughs> <laughs> twist it. I don't think any, anyone has ever told me twist it. <laughs> Flick it. For God's sake, wipe it. it <laughs> <laughs> function. So, um, uh, the uh, creator of Samantha. Oh, by the way, who costs like three thousand pounds? I should just put that out there because usually this section we um, we do get we do do a price guessing thing. 
In this case, the cost is your soul. Yes. In this case, the, in this case, the cost is you have to be a techie at an Austrian tech expo wearing a GoPro and making a beeline for the sex robot booth. Why would you want a, a, a point of view film of you like doing horrible things to a sex robot? Well, I'm going to do one of my classic. Just in case. I'm going to do one of my classic internet digressions, um, that I do so often that confuse everyone. But yeah, no, it's, the word classics overused these days, isn't it? <laughs> There is there is a, a genre of video on Pornhub that I think is probably the least viewed by anyone, uh, which is called tribute videos. Needless to say, Riley has seen it. <laughs> <laughs> tribute videos. Again, largely because I'm an explorer of the weird People internet. drinking Cornish ale and having sex. <laughs> you, the, a tribute video is where a guy, um, usually who will have to like pull his like gut away from his dick, um, will then bring up a picture of either a female celebrity or a woman who has posted a picture online oh. with the phrase tribute me uh, attributed to it. Oh, God. Will bring the picture up on his iPhone and then film himself, presumably with the second iPhone, um, jacking off onto the first iPhone. Oh. It's a good thing they're, they're sort of more waterproof than they used to be, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. They've the got iPhone that was, technology. The iPhone yeah. was left broken and heavily soiled. <laughs> um, the iPhone 7 actually really was a, was a big boon for the tribute video <laughs> industry. Uh, yeah, so I, I figured that if we're, if we're thinking who wears a GoPro to an Austrian tech expo and makes a beeline for the sex robot booth, I think that's who does this. It's your boys, the garbage men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here is... Um, I've said, Samantha, a brief play in one act from an article put together by several prurient uh, sources, including The Sun, The Express, uh, and The Daily Mail, at least one of whom still referred to her as all grown up. Uh, because those are <laughs> creepy oh. papers. <laughs> oh, um, no. And so this is the, the engineer doing a demonstration. First, Sergi Santos uttered the words, get sexy, in Samantha's ears. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. She replied... Okay, then. I think I'm ready to do sex stuff. Do you want me to? <laughs> she sounds so reluctant. <laughs> she sounds like she's... Oh, no, she's not into it at all. Well, it's <laughs> programmed it's the fact that somebody didn't speak English. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> to, do, to do sex stuff. It's Sex-related a... stuff. <laughs> not necessarily sex, but like... Stuff, putting per on a stuff pertaining to sex. You know, like um, putting on deodorant, for example. Mm. Yeah, of course. People only do that when they're about to have sex, right? <laughs> 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 they, did, they didn't think about, like, beta testing that on, like, just running it by just any woman. Literally any woman. Yeah. Or anyone who's had any sexual encounter ever. I'm just fascinated by the by the hiring process of that company. Forums. Like, well, they're hiring the sort of people who want to make a sex robot. Good point. It's a kind of teaching the grass to cut itself sort of... Um, <laughs> that sort process. of thing, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure that... This is basically just someone went onto like PUA forums and just uh, pulled a lot of the um, uh, sort of dialogue from a lot of the posts that people share with one another. Hey, Samantha, you look good for a robot. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, a robot that has to be nagged? <laughs> um, okay. He says like wearing, wearing like outlandish clothing, like fedoras and shit in order to seduce their sex bot. She'll remember who I am. <laughs> so uh, he said... She likes to be touched, but if you go straight for, and then it says this in square parentheses, her breasts. 
in the beginning. Oh, she I won't, really like, want to know what that was What did he say? <laughs> yeah. There are so many great euphemisms as well. Was it knockers? Was it wabs? What the <laughs> if you go straight for the mammary area. <laughs> well, definitely gynecological, which is never sexy. If, oh, you, yeah. if you go straight for the... Uh, <laughs> and then his eyes literally just pop out of his head. And he's, yeah, and he's like, like a wacky racist. That's yeah. how sex happens, yeah. So basically like was, a gesture of his nose growing. Like a sort of weird Pinocchio <laughs> sex spot manufacturer. So actually what's happened is that some express journalist has seen that happen and heard a man talking about the mammary area, has gone back to his editor and gone, and he said if you go straight for the, 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 um, the, the, the mammary, the, if you go straight for the breasts. <laughs> yeah. Please, an express editor would definitely say her like, her like, like luscious love lumps or something. They're oh, the world's yeah, worst people. No, they, express yeah. readers don't know the word luscious. <laughs> 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 so, okay. Uh, when her hand is gently rubbed, Samantha says, lovely, thank you for spending time with me. I enjoy being with you. This is literally what happens when I go to my nans. <laughs> you touch her hand a bit and she goes, lovely. Thank and if you, you for touch coming. her breasts, she's really not happy. Yeah, no, that wouldn't... No, my nan, I think my nan wouldn't even turn that down. She'd just be confused. <laughs> She'd just be like, okay, fine, at least you've come around, but why? Shout out to Milo's nan, who listens to the podcast, as we all know. That's <laughs> it, yeah. So, uh, much oh like boy. Samantha, who, uh, after she says, lovely, thank you for spending time with me, I enjoy being with you. Um, That's like she's got four comments there, and they've been like, how do we get them to alternate? And someone's got, no, just put them all in one. <laughs> lovely. She wants to really, it's like, it's, it's, she, it's, she does need to really encourage um, the, uh, I guess we could say, end user. <laughs> God, we probably can. Oh, yeah. oh, God, my skin is trying to crawl off of me. Your real human skin and functioning mouth. Mm. <laughs> my real human skin and functioning mouth are all trying to crawl off of me and abandon <laughs> this sinking, broken hell ship that is my body. Oh, no, we've put Riley in existential mode again. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get him out before he becomes heavily soiled. Yeah. <laughs> So um, well, he does often become heavily soiled on <laughs> the podcast. When when a that sounds like what he does at the weekend. Oh mate, I was fucking soiled last yeah. night. <laughs> so when a finger is inserted into her mouth, or her breasts and Who vagina, when a finger is inserted into her mouth, or her breasts and vagina are fondled, Samantha lets out a realistic feminine moan. Mother of God! <laughs> I'm imagining I'm what this. Trying to sell this thing. I'm imagining what this moan is like now. It's like. <laughs> it's like two hoots like a barn owl, one hoot like a screech owl. <laughs> no, I've heard that. Arousal mode activated. No, I've heard that one. <laughs> Welcome to sex mode. <laughs> the podcast about how the future is sex. This is a family show. Yeah. Well, until we... We can't have inciting violence. Well, it has too much. Yeah. the switch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Samantha, going back to the article, has been kitted out with the latest AI technology, which has led to the ultimate goal. Mr. Santos says, and again, I need you all to hold on for this. Okay. Molly, you're not holding on. Oh, oh, you mean literally hold on. Okay. okay. Mr. Santos says, the final objective of the sexual mode is to give her an <laughs> orgasm. Ooh. Yeah. To give her an orgasm. Yes. Yeah, you know that thing. Something that which none of her have. owners have ever before experienced. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh. I really want bit to be a, a bit of a downer on the mood every though. Time she doesn't get an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was lovely. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy spending time with you. Yeah, the, the robot oh, robot it, afterwards it, just goes, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did as well. Yeah. Mm, yeah. This all feels like a build up to let's just be friends. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine getting friend zoned by a sex bot. That would be incredible. Yeah. I think I would buy someone a sex bot just to watch that happen to them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of riven now with the um, all I want to do is say, I bet. All those guys in the Football Lads Alliance um, that did a definitely not uh, Islamophobic march in central London the other day have definitely all been friend-zoned by their sex robots. But the Football Lads Alliance? Yeah, there's a new hate group in, in the UK. You guys should come. It's, you know, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's beer, there's, you know, chanting. It's really fun. Yeah. Ah, just like those putches I've heard so much about. A little bit like those, yeah. Oh, oh good. No, it's, uh, it is... It's a group I only heard about recently. They, I saw that they, there was like a big speech today about how, um, uh, well, uh, surprisingly enough, apparently, and a, a lot of men, a lot of shaved heads, um, there was a, a, a another large shaven-headed, potato-headed, potato-faced uh, speaker talking from the top. Is Mr. Potato Head? <laughs> Is he a white nationalist mm. now? Uh, I spy being brown. <laughs> <laughs> Bizarrely. He um he was he gave a speech from the top of a bus about how Muslims are coming to kill our children. Yeah, apparently all of these people are united by a love of football, but football is rarely discussed. It's it, mainly the first thing. Yeah, ma- yeah, main, uh. mainly the sort of um, I was about to say dog whistle racism. It's not really a dog whistle anymore. It's sort of a klaxon. Just a whistle, but, yeah. Um, yeah, or a klaxon. Just a, just a regular whistle. Which is actually what the sex robot emits. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, sex ro- like, the sex like robot, yeah. the sex robot, the sex, the sex robots, like orgasm moan is dog whistle racism. That means I get a vuvuzela call followed by that may sound like it's an animal. Uh, followed followed by a, a comment like the Jews control all the big businesses. What? That you can't hear, but your dog can. <laughs> your dog becomes incredibly like racist woke. <laughs> <laughs> Someone did point out that, like, yeah, they got 10,000 people on the streets, and that is pretty scary. But one of the major push factors is the fact that there just wasn't any football on that weekend. They did conveni- conveniently schedule it for the international break in <laughs> mid- the middle of the football season. That's, actually, that's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> the football lads say we like, they take their football as seriously as their racism. So yeah, that's good. That's, good. <laughs> that's fun. Um, and I think we're going to take uh, a brief break now and then come back to talk about uh, just probably the worst element of the whole sex robot thing. Oh, see you in a second, everyone. You're listening to Trash Future, the podcast where we are preparing to laugh again at a joke Riley <laughs> made during the break. But wants to make again now for the benefit of the listener and hopes we will react naturally to. <laughs> I'm going to edit it so it looks so natural. <laughs> say, say, Riley, what's the what's the point of making it a fuckable household helper robot? <laughs> what do you mean a vacuum cleaner? But that is funnier than, than it could ever have been otherwise. <laughs> Christ. 
I, I regret everything. <laughs> I'm just I'm going to go back to what I used to do, which is just responding to Virgil Texas on Twitter. No one is. This no is why one, no one tries to automate men. <laughs> It's impossible. Yeah, they're, they're too it's impossible. dumb. <laughs> it's exactly. Like, how do you try and render men obsolete? It's fine. Fair, the, jo- the job is already done. Yeah, like, we- how do you automate lying on the sofa covered in crisps, scrolling through Instagram? You could automate men with like three switches, a plug socket, and like a bucket of herring, and that would be like you'd need nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> bucket of herring. <laughs> Why? I fucking love Why? herring. I thought just that was generic smells. <laughs> <laughs> it's overlap. Yeah, that's, that's, the overlap is in the Venn diagram is in fact a circle. It's do you know that ninety five percent of their DNA with sea lions. <laughs> what's, what's really like troubling is that is that there is so much inefficiency in the world because men and sea lions do so much like you know double working of one another. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. exactly. This is what Keynes was on about when he was talking about the fifteen-hour work week. Yeah, it was a really yeah. if we could like it, once the sea lions come in. The sea essentially, lions the female sea lions like, do all the hunting. Strike breakers. <laughs> the pink, the Pinkerton sea lions. Yeah, exactly. Just lolloping across picket lines. Well, a lot of them have got, you know, that sort of McKinsey training, so they can really, you know, bring in those efficiencies, <laughs> let let the chaff go and, you know, really just streamline it. That could be a venture capital why firm. Not like seals, because, you know, obviously uh, sea lions can, like, support themselves on their front front legs. That's the thing. they're that's, not fucking slackers. That's the difference, yeah. <laughs> we need to fire all the seals and replace them with sea lions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also all the men, too. Yeah. Replace them a, also with sea lions. I have a robot sex sea lion. <laughs> if you squeeze its paw gently, oh right, it that goes. <laughs> that reminds me. That reminds me of the other. Before we jump back into, oh, the you're main... so wet because you've just come from the sea. <laughs> this is just a regular sea lion. I ordered a robot sea lion. This one smells of uh, well, brine. Smells a, a bucket fishy. of herring. <laughs> a bucket of herring. Three plug sockets. <laughs> um. That just reminds me. Do you, do you guys saw right that there was that um, that sex robot uh, torso only? It was um, if you squeezed its right breast, its left breast dispensed liquid. <laughs> that's just a juice, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I call a pivot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The interesting thing is that you don't even need the machine to squeeze its breast. You can just do it yourself. In the future, like all products will eventually just become the same thing. <laughs> Everything will be like a boob you can squeeze that syncs with your like router and dispenses salt onto your food. Oh, God, I hate the future. Which is spying on you. Do you know that it's <laughs> actually a boob add-on for the smart duvet breeze? <laughs> Just a second boob, because that's generally how they come. <laughs> the Pretty smart boobé breeze. <laughs> good. I think like an, an E with an E acute. You know, yeah, like good. French Excellent. Um, good. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to sort of just shanghai us into some of some smart stuff now that we've done a lot of stupid stuff. Yes, we have a, we have an actual smart person here, which is fun. Yes. Uh, and, to- and rare. Second one in a row, actually. We had a yeah. smart person last time and this time. So um, we all we all know the fourteen words, right? From internet, the fourteen words. It's just like the f- none the, of the us fascist thing. Yeah. Um. Uh. The the this fourteen words uh, from Herbert Marcuse is I think probably fourteen words we'll be saying quite a bit, uh, which is technology serves to institute new, more effective, and more pleasant forms of social control. That's pretty good. Yeah. Mm. Um. And or just n- new and more effective forms of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> 
from the gays. Like, like the, the smalt doesn't institute forms of social control. <laughs> it just institutes forms of morons spending money on nothing. <laughs> um, and so what ultimately uh, I find, I think, chilling about the uh, sex robot idea, one might even say Netflix and chilling, I'll show myself out, um, <laughs> Is that essential? And you can you can see this. There was a there was a brothel in Spain uh, that opened up that was a sex robot only brothel, mm-hmm. which essentially means that there were sex workers who may have been working in in a brothel, who were essentially you know contributing part of their uh, wages to the person who owned the brothel, and the person who owned the brothel was then thereby able to use the wages to completely automate his entire workforce, <laughs> and um, and cut out uh, sex work. For example, Do you so there's I, any like really proud brothel users who are like, no, I will not see my local prostitutes go hungry. Or like there were some local people who didn't even use prostitutes before. But you know, like when like the butchers is being closed down by a local Tesco, you know what? I'm going to go to the butchers this week because I think it's good. There are small local businesses. There's like there's like some housewife who's like, well, you know what? If no one else is going down the regular brothel, I will. Or you <laughs> or you sign that petition because that indie music venue you've never been to is closing down. Yeah. You just like that it gives you street cred. Yeah. Like, oh, you live on you live on that street. Isn't that where they've got that really good uh, local artisan brothel? <laughs> Here, I guess that the the general riposte is robots will like not be able to perform sex work as efficiently because the whole like part of the currency of sex work is not just like the physical act, but it's the whole like girlfriend experience and the amount of emotional labor that people um that people put in to like that transaction people um like talk to sex workers he said like it's basically half therapy mm-hmm. um but um <laughs> which kind of gets undermined by the fact that therapy bots are also largely programmed as women and service ais mm. as well all of those are kind of coded as female or feminine in some way you have like siri alexa mm-hmm. um all those kind of things, um, and even Google Home has a has a feminine voice by default. I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Therapy bot suggests for people who aren't quite bold enough to go full sex bot yet. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, I'll just get this therapy bot and fill it up a little bit. <laughs> you just have like. Why yeah. do they make a therapy bot? You can fuck one. <laughs> Why do they do that? The people who like people who engage with services of therapy bots are essentially the kind of nice guys of the automation age like no no it's fine we're just you know we're just friends i just really want i just really want to talk to her yeah, and then she, she she likes tell her about what an online socialist i am yeah. <laughs> well this is i mean so uh, I, I don't have any of you guys seen the new blade runner movie yeah it's very good i'm yeah. gonna I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you a, a small detail which is not no, central spoil, to spoil any, away, of, any, any of the any of the main plot um which is that the the main character played by Ryan Gosling has a a like a virtual girlfriend um and you can buy you ha- you buy this girlfriend and she uh and it's advertised as uh you know she's called Joy and it's everything you want to hear everything you want to see and Joy is kind of emotionally intelligent um like and will just comfort you at all times like really unconditionally and tell you exactly what you want to hear at every point so that i thought was really interesting well see this is mm. exactly why um uh 
the idea of like sex robots being like replacing real women, which mm. is something that like uh, MRA types get like quite hot under the collar about in like <laughs> several different ways. But they sometimes like land on this like incredible like materialist Donna Haraway style critique of gender roles, but they have no idea the poor babies. It's because um like what's happening is not like the like automation of women it's that like different kind of we've successfully anatomized what um we like what society thinks women are for and we're just kind of packaging those off into different technologies like this is to like comfort you and this is to make you feel big and this is to have sex with you and this is to mother you and that kind of thing that's the selling point of the unsettling heart of movies like like the new blade runner like ex machina whatever because um the idea that of like all these like all of these different facets being embodied in like one thing that looks like a real actual person that like whose humanity men have to confront is like incredibly terrifying. Do you I just want a sex robot with a Hoover. Or is this also well, it, known? Do you think it's do you think it's also sort of it's it's telling in a way that like obviously uh, sex toys for women have been around for a long time but no but nobody has seriously gone okay the logical next step of this is to make one that is like physically resembles a man. It's just kind of, you know, if, it, who would want that? Well, yeah, but 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 but, but there's some penis but, the inconvenient. But the there's man. some. <laughs> That's the whole selling point: is that you don't have to involve a man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's it's the opposite, isn't it? It's. Well, I mean, I think we kind of have to think about why we want like women to be replaced. Like, what are the kind of like operant market forces? at stake and for like a lot of women in the world still like they're kind of economically dependent on their relationships with men and so you can't you can't really dispense with your husband and replace him with a robot if he's the one who is like making more money and paying the rent that kind of thing so just in terms of like where demand would lay I'm not i'm not really mm -hmm. sure that there would be a massive market for it for you know like obviously i'm generalizing wildly mm. but um also there's the whole like um how like women are socialized to think about sex which is um obviously as a more kind of committed emotional transaction rather than an expression of power or something that you can jizz on in vienna like. yeah which is sort of sort of my point is <laughs> yeah. the, the, the power thing the idea that you have a sort of thing that resembles a human that is fully under your control and fully passive yeah but what i really like Thank about God, that's never been tried before yeah. <laughs> no, but this, this is exactly the whole like um because robot is from the um it's a check isn't it's it a check yeah. For, yeah, slave. for slave um and this is what like Donna Haraway is is on about in the Cyborg Manifesto. If if anyone hasn't read Donna Haraway, she's, I mean, like totally bananas. And <laughs> please go read her. Um, and her whole shtick is that that cyborgs challenge the um, like ability to perform that triage between like acceptable human and non-acceptable non-human. That um, is the. Uh, is like a, an axis of power. Mm -hmm. um, so when you think about how, like, say, uh, like enlightenment justifications of slavery that like undergirded mm -hmm. a lot of like 
scientific racism. It's by designating people that, as not human. And it used my favorite STEM subject, phrenology. <laughs> <laughs> Phrenology's back, kids. It's cool again. Um, what size forehead does a dang teen have? <laughs> <laughs> they have no teen. Are they Macedonian? That is te- the question. Oh, yeah, teens well, have a whole... All, a whole new ballgame. <laughs> teens have a whole extra lobe that makes them really good at memes. <laughs> yeah, it just kind of shrinks lobe. into your like mid-late 20s. Um, yeah, and like when... Um, when like men invent uh, like female cyborgs, what they've done accidentally is like divested themselves of this enormous tool because we can no longer um, define things clearly as like not human because no one has any clue what those boundaries are anymore because they've become so blurry. Hmm. Humanity becomes the line between being or not being jizzed on in Austria. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it, uh, almost well, like- in that case. It goes back almost to that terrible stickiness of being. <laughs> it, it, go, it goes back to that's the, the um, episode title, folks. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's good. Uh, it, go, it goes back to that one of the first lines, I think, of the first half. We say Samantha is defined by the fact that she has a functional mouth and vagina and a family mode and a sex mode, one of which... Come, one of which sort of performs the emotional labor for you and one of which per- performs the sexual labor for you. Yeah. It's not who I am, but my functional mouth and vagina that defines me. <laughs> and so you can, you can almost, you, you, can, you can see that sort, of, that sort of process happening and sort of what features are deemed to be relevant. By we just, can we make it so that we like invest, we buy this sex robot company. I don't know how we get the mind together, but just hit yeah. me on this. We, <laughs> and we, we continue exactly as is with the sex robot production, but she just has the Batman voice. No, um, who, the Christian who, Bale Batman trilogy. Can we get another mode where it's Gilbert Gottfried? <laughs> <laughs> I like spending time with you. <laughs> Put your dick in my ass. <laughs> I didn't know I could do that good Gilbert Gottfried. That that took everyone by surprise. That came out of nowhere. That's another one of her sayings. (laughs) Get these Austrians out of my apartment. (laughs) God, it's so loud. Sorry, I need to... Vibrate. We've broken Riley. <laughs> He's heavily soiled. <laughs> back to the warehouse for part replacement. He's flown back to Barcelona. Ah, <laughs> oh, this, 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 this wasn't my, this wasn't my Vietnam. It was my Austrian tech convention. <laughs> you weren't there, man. <laughs> you don't know. You weren't so there. What? Just like a grizzled Samantha in front of a rank of like slightly newer models. It's like okay. all of our uniforms torn, <laughs> like a cigarette hanging out of the corner <laughs> of our mouth. So, what I think what that sort of almost sort of neatly segues to is, uh, and this this was the, actually the main subject of, uh, of Eleanor's article that I first read, which is the robot Roxy. Which, if anyone Triple was in X, any doubt, yeah, three X's in the name Roxy. In case you didn't know if it was in family or sex mode, or yeah. sort of. Teen surf brand, <laughs> or a, a, a weird action movie character played by Vin Diesel. <laughs> Who can nice. forget? Of course, nice. um, where she has several modes, several highly alliterative modes. Ooh, um, I do like, look for that in a sex robot, like hmm. Wild Wendy, Sultry Susan, or oh god, why must they all be alliterative? Frigid Farrah. It was just genuinely the most... Um, Could have gone with Frigid Frieda. 
Freya, I was thinking. Freya. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> just, we're just mainly quibbling this the alliteration. As two comedians. I don't know yeah. what you people think this is. Like, um, also, how is there a main criticism of the How is that what you go I for? I was promised alliteration and I've only sort of got it. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Frigid Farrah is a personality mode in which uh, the, uh, the robot resists your sexual advances um, and indicates her disapprobation to you, for instance, spunking on her in a room full of techies. <laughs> Which it's, is weirdly something the people who buy this have experienced before. It's unique among yeah. the modes. Um, and which is really kind of telling because there was, there was at some point some kind of meeting where they figured out, okay, so what do... What kind of types of women are there? Okay, so there's there's the wild one who will blow your mind, and there's like you know like there's like the sweet caring one, and oh yeah, there's there's the one who there's the one who can be raped, and it's just like I'm sorry, um, I just you know two just two sec just one little point there because that what they're trying to do is when they're kind of doing a roster of like things that women are for like <laughs> being raped is like number three it's absolutely <laughs> fucking astonishing that like not that someone came up with the idea like obviously i'm unsurprised at that but in like numerous board meetings that were like full of other people who i'm had, sure like, lots of lo women yeah. lots of women in those board meetings yeah, i sure. think they should be required to put in all of the modes of women that they think exist if they want to have that one also she have to go through like <laughs> mental mary <laughs> you have like or just you know. What about just tired, tired Tina? Tired Tina. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. We've done this twice today. Wow. Tired but we really nearly need to, like, unhook our, like, functions from the singularity uh -huh. at some point. Oh, so I, I left myself plugged in. <laughs> is, there a, is there a mode where it's a, a woman who uh, is trying to make a point but shuts up when you interrupt her loudly and make the same point? Yeah. <laughs> Mansplaining Maria. <laughs> Mansplained Maria. Yeah. <laughs> They're very much the mansplainy in that uh -huh. situation. Yeah, well, that was always um, unclear to me when yeah. Riley described this as a rape robot, and I initially thought it was a robot that rapes you, which is a, <laughs> which is a much more bizarre product. Yes, yeah. no, no the, I mean... They're both bad, really, I yeah, suppose. I mean, actually, I, mean, actually, I, I hesitate to say much more bizarre because they're both so bizarre. They're, they're both, I'm going to say, not where you should put your Kickstarter money. Or anything else. Or anything mm. else, yes, thank you. But, um, yeah, there's so many, there's so many different modes of being a woman like there's you know oh, like there? tired and put upon <laughs> tell me more it's like <laughs> just there's just, what? just just doing stuff Dolores showering Shania <laughs> <laughs> wage cap Wendy yeah exactly <laughs> she's so wild because of the wage cap rent paying Rita <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I'm I'm stuck not because I c can't think of like the indignities heaped upon women, but I because I apparently know no women's names, which is possibly more concerning. I really don't get out that much. Are you saying that you're, are you I know like two people? Are you saying that Just you're conjecture a, something? Hold on. With it. Are you saying that your imagination has failed the Bechdel test? <laughs> this is the thing. I think um one of one of my very close friends who occasionally like stopped me in the middle of a conversation said we failed the Be Bechdel test because we'd just been gossiping about men for two hours. <laughs> so yeah, it's, the thing is real. So it guys, just sounds too much like a source to me. Do you know, um, <laughs> do you know the name? Here's in, in today's uh, sort of, you know, again, just slam the irony between my veins. Um, do you know what company the company is called that makes Rock C with the Frigid Farrah personality? 
It's a name in which you have to stop in the middle to beckon a cat towards you. <laughs> uh, is it, um, I don't know, Ry- it's called, Ribena? It's called True Companion. Oh. oh yeah, no. that's pretty bad. Oh, that's a shame. But actually, the um, I don't... I don't know if it was specifically in response to your article, which mm-hmm. would have been um, interesting. Uncanny. Uh, yeah, uncanny. <laughs> uncanny Ursula. Yeah. Um, Almost flattering. <laughs> I mean, I do like to think that I personally get on the nerves of, like, terrible misogynist tech, de- tech moguls. But um, I don't know. I feel like I don't get up early enough in the morning. I really enjoyed your use of the word mogul. Yeah. <laughs> Something you know about moguls, they're early risers. Mogul Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, it's, it's like the She's in feminist uh-huh. version. <laughs> lean in um, feminist Lena. Yeah. <laughs> a robot who's really, really concerned about robot representation in boardrooms. Uh, okay, but they actually wrote an open letter responding to the allegations that you've made a rapeable robot. What the fuck? Um, which I'm now going to share some selections of as is my want. Cro- Crooked Hillary is one of the... <laughs> Is that, is that she was an early. She was, a, she was an early. She was an early front type. Constantly getting sick, and the, this is the opening opening strains of the uh, open letter from the True Companion management team. Can we superimpose classical music on this? Uh, we can say we will. Yeah, we can say. Oh, that, that's the rule in this podcast. We say we're going to edit in audio and never do. Yeah, we, <laughs> we describe what it would have been. Hmm. So it's a bit of violins now. Yeah. Or get actual Gilbert Gottfried to interview <laughs> at some point. Oh, good um, God. <laughs> we absolutely agree with Laura Bates, campaigner and founder of the Everyday Sexism Project, that, quote, rape is not an act of sexual passion. If you have to open your press release with that statement, it's already not going well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, mm. people had to point out to this guy that like rape is not a way of having sex it's a way of doing violence which i mean a lot of a lot of like feminists on the internet like are you know understandably like very tired of like explaining like explaining like very basic concepts to men um, and you know it's just, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a trudge of like continually educating people but like come on you live on the internet that shit is out there google it i beg you roxy our true companion sex robot is simply not programmed to participate in a rape scenario and any suggestion that she does is pure conjecture on the part of others but no one is is programmed to participate in a rape scenario that's what makes it a rape scenario you fucking idiot pure conjecture (laughs) (laughs) especially when he and, and this also goes like shows sort of what their how, how weird their definition is, mm. where they said, "Ah, frigid Farah will resist your advances and signal that she doesn't want to have sex." But meanwhile, they said, "Oh, that's not a rape scenario." So like this, it's, the, these these people clearly either either like there's it's like a, a seduction doc- scenario. <laughs> they're, they're like a Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde thing, or they all played university lacrosse. This is the robot you have to neg. <laughs> Well, I don't want to have sex with you anyway. <laughs> when our sex robot, Rock Sixxy, is using her frigid Farah personality, note, she uses using her frigid No, she uses all her personalities rather than Sixxy used frigid Farah personality. It was really creepy. Yeah. Wild Wendy coming from the long grass. Note, she uses all of her personalities rather than simply staying in one like a normal person. Um, yeah. she, provi- used in all she provides her opinion or feedback just as any person would on a date. 
you give them a, I give them all a form at the end. <laughs> How did I do? Rate me out of five. Yeah. <laughs> just a just a normal day. You drop them a link to a Google Doc, and then like it's like yeah. a collaborative it's all anonymized. Thing. Yeah, additional comments. <laughs> For instance, they say as though this is obvious, or as though this needs to be made obvious. Uh, you would not immediately passionately kiss a person, male or female, that you just met on your first date. Likewise, Frigid Farah would also tell you if she just met you if you try to move too quickly. But this is this is like. But they've called her Frigid Farah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, this is, is she just really cold to the touch? Is that <laughs> name a complete red herring? <laughs> why? Why so many herring references today? <laughs> she smells of herring. That's another bizarre. <laughs> it's for the Swedish market. <laughs> it's a robot that smells of herring. <laughs> I just won't fuck anything that doesn't smell (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I stink! (laughs) There's always a part of the podcast where all of our brains break simultaneously, (laughs) and I think we've reached it. I'm sorry, because you were genuinely about to say something actually good and nuanced. (laughs) 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 Oh god, no, it's just... want to have their cake and eat it it's like they're using the excuse that's like well it's you know like clearly it's um it's not a rape scenario because she's like you know this is this is part of the programming that like that's part of you know the game the game they play so he can't you like he tries to he tries to get out of the whole like it's a rape scenario ac- accusation by reminding people that um it's a robot mm-hmm. and then backs that up with justifications that she's behaving like any normal human would, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, you, you, you can't, you can't have both buddies. <laughs> I think it does. It absolutely makes no freaking sense. But also the, um, the fact that like, um, it's even contemplated that, um, resisting like advances in like a game of seduction isn't already bullshit Mm -hmm. even if you don't go like as far as to say that like she's you know programmed to be raped like like um our technology trains us to have certain expectations with every technology there's a like an expected pattern of behavior sort of coded into the ways in which we use we use this and if like as it's been slated this is a way in which like um people can like learn about sex they do actually bring that up in the very next sentence frigid farah can be used to help people understand how to be intimate with a partner exactly that's the worst teaching tool i've ever heard no 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 it's not good it's like a a how-to rape training doll i mean like we we recognize this for the for the bullshit that it is when you know when like barbie is supposed to be like teaching girls to have like bad body image and that's all about that all trades on sort of you know patterns of you know unconscious influence and you know all these sort of very subtle to tease out sociological Mom, factors. why don't i have this, a perfectly smooth groin yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is you know, why, why don't i have like you know obviously tiny feet and a, and a, misshapen, and a misshapen head um <laughs> well <laughs> I, 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 I wish my head were as big as my entire torso yeah. um but like you don't need to go into like 
you know, subtle sociological critiques of this. It's it's training people to say that, like, A, um, sexual, uh, like, rejecting sexual advances doesn't mean stop, and uh, B, that um, rape is a form of sex and not a, and not a form of violence. And if you are marketing this as a teaching tool, it's just... 400 million times worse. So you can, there's possibly, maybe, an argument that some people say, it's, you know, it's the same, um, it's the same argument that people use for, say, like, um, like, anime, like, mm. child pornography, to say that, uh. like, people will, you know, people will do this anyway, and they just need, like, a safe, safe way to do this. But, um, I mean, like, I think that's, you know, bullshit because, mm -hmm. you know, media shapes our expectations as much as it is shaped by our expectations. But they don't even go for that, like, maybe possibly borderline justification one. They're like, no, no, it's cool. It's cool. We're just we're just teaching people to rape. And you're like, oh, no, no, come back, baby. You, you didn't quite understand this, me there. This is this is like the, the relationship version of someone who insists that he's only doing kung fu so he can learn how not to kick ass. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but what Whereas Riley only does kung weapon. fu to learn how to kick ass. <laughs> He's just finished his milk. So, <laughs> so the the, la the last line of the press release I'm going to pull out here, and I think this this is the sort of purest late capitalism that just really just again just say that every week <laughs> just <laughs> distilled and just shot back. Uh -huh. um, Rape simply isn't an interaction that Roxy supports and Heroes of the Late Capitalism comes in, nor is it something that our customers are requesting. Well, that's good. <laughs> God, imagine putting that in the suggestion box. <laughs> uh, one thing, just your, your sex robot is always very pliant to my Seemed need annoyingly for sex. up for it, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I would like a sex bot that was more traumatized by my interaction with it. But, but, but the, whole, the whole point is that th this is the thing that like blows my mind, right? Like the whole point of having a sex robot is to have someone who is like, to have a, like a thing that will always fulfill your needs. Why double down, like why double down on that? It's amazing how messed up stuff can get so fast, isn't it? <laughs> it's like really like, well, you know, We've, um, we've given the men an orange to play with. That, that should be fine. Oh, my God, what? No! <laughs> Don't put it in there. Uh, if, there's, even... if, if, if there's anything we've learned from this podcast, it's that we can't have nice things. <laughs> That's very but true. What I, what I think the reason is that like, what's, what's implicit in that statement, nor is it something our customers are requesting, is that there is nothing necessarily bad about a rape simulation uh, it's just that the market doesn't necessarily want to provide it. But it also implies that if the market did want to provide it, then that would be fine. That, the sort of the, that because power is already located in this pool of money, in the sort of demands of, uh, you know, uh, dudes that have spot-welded fedoras uh, to their heads and, you know, GoPro themselves desecrating Samantha at an Austrian tech fair... Um, but that, that those desires are worth fulfilling simply because they're connected uh, to capital. Yeah, and, and that kind of logic locates the sort of um, like desire to rape or possess or control in that way um, as a kind of like like a biological function mm -hmm. rather than a product of society. I mean, like that's the that's a supposed relationship of um, uh, that 
market researchers and that whole industry would like to um, would like to pretend that obtains between uh, manufacturers of, cons- of consumer goods and consumers that they're just kind of what they're doing is some kind of anthropological exercise like peering into the brains of this kind of um, unreconstructed id of humanity and mm-hmm. just seeing what isn't provided for yet and obviously this is you know like rape is a uh, is a cultural phenomenon as you know a vastly more than a biological phenomenon much like Depeche Mode <laughs> much like Depeche Mode but it's, there's a kind of like a, a fear of sex robots in a lot of the literature and culture cultural production that surrounds it as well a lot of the plots of things like her and ex machina and both blade runner and blade runner 2049 are animated by um, a fear of what happens when men discover that the woman-shaped things that they are having sex with are actual people with like actual desires and also actual desires that are capable of doing them harm Mm. because like in in none of those scenarios does like the uh the guy kind of come out come out well in that situation um mainly because yeah he pisses off the the lady cyborg which you know i I kind of can get down with i Um, I remember how you, you closed out your article which is she will, which is maybe in a better world, frigid fair, resist your advances with a stiletto heel to the solar plexus. <laughs> Did I write that? God, I'm good. Um. <laughs> that is good. That's really nice. Do you know who I'd like to know about who may get a stiletto heel to the ribcage one day? Well, maybe, but I mean, that, that person would probably then find themselves back flipping away from him onto the floor effortlessly he, he, he's been taking stilettos to the solar plexus for over 30 years <laughs> yes it is uh, ladies and gentlemen it is the final segment of the show the Steven Seagal update <laughs> <laughs> what sorry I wasn't told about this <laughs> hey uh, trash future lads plus Eleanor I'm sorry to interrupt but this is Riley from forward in time when this episode was recorded um and after the subject of the Steven Seagal fact a segment of the show uh, has been accused of maybe being a little bit more pernicious than just a funny dumb idiot. As such, we've decided that we're going to shelve this segment uh, for the foreseeable future and replace it with something that I think is actually pretty fun because we don't want to stop talking about the tendency of fat, washed-up male action stars to engage in tremendous self-owns. So we're hoping that instead, you can provide us the dumb shit you know we crave facts about fat, dumb, male, washed-up action stars. Our tip line, the open DMs at Trash Future Pod on Twitter, is always open. And we'll read it, give you a shout-out, and probably make fun of your handle. Anyway, I'm going to toss back to past us so we can say goodnight. And I think on that note, it's time to should, put down the microphone. I think it is. Yeah, uh, Eleanor, thank you very much for being Thanks here. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Yeah. Also, maybe follow the podcast on Twitter. We oh, yeah. Actually, follow the podcast on Twitter. We keep forgetting to say that. At Trash Future Pod. Yeah. Tweet us, you know, about sex robots. Yeah, or whatever, really. Yeah. Yeah, like really anything. We're bored. Cheers on us and leave. We don't care. <laughs> See, See you night, everyone. <laughs>